0: 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engines running, commit off
1: Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. so happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at at SWATRadio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at swatradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live, you can also send us your questions on Facebook and Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. And we'll be sure to answer those questions just as soon as we are in the studio together again. Well, today is Wednesday. Doug, how's it going today?
0: It's good. Today is a SWAT day. I already have two SWAT meetings out. And uh, great turnout and good discussion about uh, Acts chapter 4, chapter 5, just working through God's word. And it's just good to be around brothers Mm -hmm. around the word of God. You know, guys that want to grow in their faith and um, working through God's word. It's so, so refreshing uh, and just encouraging, you know, because right now, like we're dealing with so much stuff. I heard, I was talking to one guy, say he's just so tired of dealing with all the negative information we're getting from the world. Mm -hmm. And you go to the Bible and you, you read and you see God's unfolding plan and it's encouraging. Yeah. Even when it includes bad things happening to people, it's encouraging because it reminds us that God's in control Mm -hmm. and that even though there's some bad things happening in our world, uh, he's still in control. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think about what's happening in our culture and everybody concerned about the moral degradation of our society mm-hmm. with all these things. And, um, uh, yes, it may change. Um, and there's this, uh, I, I, Al Moeller said today, join the revolution or else in one of his articles, mm. you know, um, uh, and, and the attack on the Christian colleges and how the sexual revolution has now become the sexual domination
1: mm-hmm.
0: of our culture. And we wonder why people are having so many problems in our culture yeah. uh, because there's so much confusion because whose way is right when you take God out and you don't have – God as the authority in these Judeo, Judeo-Christian values that have been so part of not just the American culture but history.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, they've shaped civilization. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you stop and think about how God's word has been formed and used and, and have people used it for bad? They have, but people will always take things and use for bad because we're flawed ever yeah. since the the you know the sin in the garden but god's word has been a constant it's been a constant as far as like look at look across our, our world let's just let's go beyond the united states every christian hospital every christian orphanage uh by the way how many buddhist orphanages are there do you know Mm-mm. probably none mm. Um, they may help people maybe, but there's Christian orphanages everywhere. How many Muslim orphanages are there? I mean, how many, the, you know, you see Christian orphanages, Christian hospitals where the, these people in the name of Christ want to help people and heal people. And so, um, every Christian book that wants to give hope to people out there as a result of the faithful ministries that started with 12 men and a few women. Yeah. And, um, it's the leaders basically. And, uh, and you know, and, and I, I just look around at the world and man, we're just, people are, are so caught up in, in complaining about what's wrong Mm -hmm. instead of being faithful to the mission of what's right. Yeah. You know, we need to be warriors and warriors in a battle and Mm -hmm. what we're seeing what we're seeing taylor is the fire we're seeing the enemy fire hit around us you know these are the mortar blasts going off these are the you know the the cannons shooting in the the flak coming into us and and it's trying to attack why because satan doesn't like god's word he doesn't like his people he doesn't like in America was founded and seen as a light. I remember Peter Marshall said, we are a light to the world. Mm-hmm. And so Satan put his sights on America and said, okay, I'm going to come in. And we we have really gone down this, this moral decline that started with the sexual revolution that also coincided with really pulling God out of schools mm-hmm. as far as like, I mean, when I was in school, we prayed. Yeah. Can you believe that? I mean, we actually started our day with prayer in the classroom. We prayed to the one true living God. And and now we don't do that anymore. Uh, in fact, coaches get fired for doing it after school mm-hmm. when it's not mandated, but volunteer, they've gotten fired. And so um, – They've gotten fired for praying by themselves. Yeah. And so so here we are as a nation – and, um, what are we gonna do as Christians? Are we just gonna complain? Are we going to pray and be in the battle? It, you know, people complain a lot of times about what they can't change, but what we can change is we can be active agents to those we encounter for good. Mm-hmm. And so we can be people of hope, we can be people of God's word. Well, to be somebody, who is a person of God's word, you have to know his word, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't spend time reading his word, you're not going to know it. Uh, And the reasons it's important to know it is because the whole book is about Jesus. And last week was the greatest celebration of Jesus. To me, I love Easter more than Christmas Yeah, because it's the hope of Easter that lets us know it's the resurrection. It's the power. That's why you know, Raphael Warnock's statement was so absurd mm-hmm. about Jesus Christ that, that, that you know, you can save yourself yeah. by helping others. That's not the message of Easter, yeah. folks. The message of Easter is that Jesus did what you could not do. You were totally dependent on him. And the, I think the thing that cracks me up about that statement coming from him is he's at martin luther king's church martin luther king would have never preached that message yeah he would never allowed that to come out of his mouth man that martin luther king knew who god was and you know i i just it was it was really shocking that's created some some interesting conversations that statement by him and by the way he removed the tweet after he caught a backlash about it yeah
1: but I mean, he, he just removed it, right? He didn't come out. Oh, no, and say, he
0: never, he never corrected it. He never, he just, you know, pulled it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, that would seem to me that he believes in this standing by what he said uh, to some extent. And, you know, that's really just, he a, certainly
0: didn't repent of it. Yeah, uh, you
1: know? That's really a pagan thought though, is that you know, Jesus is just an example of how, hey, if you do stuff for other people, you'll be able to save yourself. I mean, and, you know, he's one among many. And, you know, to get that from a reverend is, you know, it's pretty eye opening. And especially because of the many other things that he said in the past, um, and that people will still, you know, that, that he hasn't been shouted out as, you know, a heretic, um, shouted down. I, I think that tells you something about, our culture but also the church as a whole
0: well it's i don't know by the way we didn't even congratulate for all you baylor fans out there by the way
1: pretty crazy i
0: called that yeah. taylor i i called three of the four top four teams oh really yeah nice. back before the sweet 16 i said it's going to be baylor houston um gonzaga but i missed ucla Mm. i didn't have them i had the team they beat in there um but anyway but i i picked baylor to win because i picked baylor against gonzaga and then i said baylor's gonna win it
1: the spoiler huh
0: yeah and i and i was i was glad for uh coach drew coach drew is a believer the guy Mm. who coaches the baylor basketball team and listen to what um an ESPN analyst, ESPN known as this great bastion of Christianity, right? But anyway, ESPN, um, this analyst for them, this is what um, she said about this coach at Baylor. He has a sense of faith and a sense of family and togetherness that's real. And the more you see him, the more you know it's real stuff. He's like that Sunday school preacher, but – he believes what he's preaching. Who said that? Who's Fran doing? Franchilla. Hmm. I I don't know who Fran is. Either. But but that was on ESPN. And and here's the thing. Notice notice what she said. He's like the Sunday school preacher, but he believes it.
1: Hmm.
0: And in other words, the Sunday school doesn't. teacher guy doesn't. Yeah. And I think about um what people think about the church. The cool thing about coach drew is he does live it out. And you know, our witness to people, people early on thought he was a fake. They thought there's no way anybody's this positive. This is, you know, he's, he's a fake, but he wasn't. And people talk about his faith all the time. That's what it means to be a witness out there. And I promise you, he's talked to people about his faith. He's talked to his players about his faith. And so that's what we're supposed to be about. So as we uh, go into the rest of our program today, uh, I hope if you don't know who Coach Drew is, just do a little research on Coach Scott Drew for Baylor. He's a a good witness out there for Jesus in the way he's lived his life. And uh, not perfect but he's a good witness. So uh, stick with us and we're going to get into some acts for today, kind of finish up this week. And it is a reviewing of how we respond to persecution.
1: All right. So stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. Uh, we'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, uh, listening on WMER. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Well, no break today. <laughs> hey, welcome back to SWAT
0: radio, right? <laughs> yeah. We, well, Here's the thing we, we had, we were, we usually have a break at the 15, but there was no break today. Yeah, and so, some... so there was silence. So you folks who were out there had a moment of meditative silence. Yeah, there you go. And so I hope you took advantage of it. We're back now. And,
1: uh, you know, you were talking about, um, you know, j- just kind of how to be positive, how to live the Christian life, uh, the Christian life and, and walk the walk and, in how to, you know, with the culture, the way it is, um, you know, seem to be going South and not be focused on the bad. And um, I think, you know, a, a big part of that is having kids and raising your kids up in uh, the way that they should go. You know what I mean? Cause uh, and even what you were talking about right before the break <laughs> uh, coach drew, like he is a living example to young people and it's really going to be the next generation. If we want to see this culture change it's going to be that next generation that's going to be able to bring about a serious change, obviously God can um, awaken anyone's heart, but if I think we need to be planning strategically to really instill uh, Christian values in our youth, because they're getting indoctrinated in other ways right now, and if we're not you think, if we're not completely <laughs> countercultural and, and, and active to uh, work against that, we're going to lose
0: them. You know, it's um, every element of their interaction. If you stop and think about it, like what do most high schoolers where do they spend their time today?
1: And we mean when they're not in school.
0: Yeah, when they're not, when they're not, or sometimes. Well, even it, when they're in school, <laughs> I have to tell you this. So uh, last week, uh, Lori and I or a couple of weeks ago. Whenever Lori and I weren't here, we were with our daughter. At a, we, we had a medical appointment. And we're down at a, we're, we're down in Gainesville, right? Mm -hmm. And we're in a restaurant and four college girls come in and they're taking their classes via zoom in the restaurant, laughing and giggling, but they all have their phones on their zoom class. And Lori looked at me and said, there's, The education system right now Mm -hmm, right because because of covid and and this is just one little pocket i mean that's not talking about the high schoolers Mm -hmm. and the uh, middle schoolers i mean like kids of this generation especially of the last year and a half and think about the states that have been locked down i mean my kids have been back at school Mm -hmm. but um the kids who were out in california up north and the northeast they 've been home for over a year and a half now, yeah and or or over a year certainly over a year and and most of them have y- you can game the system where you 're not even engaged, and mm-hmm. the schools are being lax on the grades because of covid mm-hmm. and they're outcome based anyway, so it doesn't matter yeah so what we're what we're doing is we haven't done our children any favors and and for most people, this is what I told the the uh, guys at SWAT a week or so ago. Is we have a responsibility as believers to be building into the next generation. You know, in Second Timothy two, two, Paul says to Timothy, find faithful men. You know, and teach them so that they can then teach others. Right, mm-hmm. and so you see four generations right there. All teaching Timothy who's teaching faithful men who will then teach others and this is this forward looking vision for training and most places uh, that are Christian whether parachurch or church they're thinking about every Sunday mm. they're not thinking about four generations down the road yeah and and I think that's part of the issue is we we tend to be behind the culture in that way. The culture. I remember we had Charlene Coine on, and I had she was a, a a lesbian lobbyist, believe it or not, and she said very early on, they made it their objective to go for the kids, because mm-hmm. if they could get the kids, then they've got the next generation who's going to be sitting on the school boards. Mm-hmm. And she's right. And so, why aren't we going after training the kids? you know um we've just kind of been content with the one third of the millennials being in church, yeah, we're just kind of content and so and we think
1: that by you know what we know the school system is not working, so well we're going to have them in church we're going to have them in um you know youth group and stuff like that, but that doesn't uh just the whole structure of how schooling is done now is brought about that is an indoctrination in and of itself. And so we got to be thinking about, okay, hey, how do we get back to a more Christian perspective of uh, education and and learning? Um, So anyway, just kind of picking back off what you said about that they're looking at taking getting af- after the kids that's been going along on, you know, for the better part of 120 years or so. So,
0: well, you remember MTV, do you remember MTV? <laughs> do you ever know what MTV is? Yeah. I mean, MTV used to be the modern thing. Now it's the old thing. <laughs> right. But I remember, uh, one of the guys for MTV that created it made this statement. This was years ago. I mean, this was, this was 20 something years ago. Mm. He said, we own your kids. Mm. He was, in, he was being interviewed, and he said, we own your kids. And they did back then. Yeah. And, and so what we have is we've got a very proactive element in the world who is seeking to mislead our children into buying into the world system. Well, we know who's behind that. It's the enemy. Mm-hmm. And getting back to what we were talking about yesterday and this week and the past few weeks is – we this persecution uh, that we may be experiencing and right now let's be honest have you been beaten for being a believer Mm-mm. have you been thrown in jail
1: Mm-mm.
0: no you haven't not for being a believer no i know i'm joking <laughs> no we you haven't and very few people here in this country have
1: but if you have a few have mm-hmm.
0: some have some in canada have um mm-hmm. uh, a majority of people in China who are believers have and in Iraq and in, you know, North Korea and other places. And so this persecution is engineered by the enemy. His, his goal is to bring discouragement and to try to stamp out the church, but he can't remember what Jesus said. He said what the gates of Hades, when he took his disciples up to this Very pagan place up at Caesarea Philippi. And he said this, the gates of Hades would not prevail against it. Do you know what a gate was for in their culture? Keep people out? Yes, it was defensive. So what does that imply about the gospel?
1: That it's offensive.
0: Yes. Have we been offensive? Have we really thought with an offensive mindset? You know, where's the Christian that's come up with a really good Christian alternative To Facebook Mm. or YouTube, I know they came out with God too, but it wasn't really supported. the 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 problem is a lot of times when Christians come up with alternative ideas, and I don't mean this in a bad way, they tend to be cheesy. Mm. They tend to be subpar Mm -hmm. uh, because people don't really invest in it because well, it's got a Christian value behind it or whatever. That's why, and I don't want to plug the Chosen again, but I am. I'm That's been a very impressive uh, accomplishment that God has accomplished through Dallas Jenkins and the whole family of the Chosen TV series because they've done a really good job of bringing out different elements about the humanity of Jesus, the humanity of the disciples from from a scriptural perspective, even though they've had some creativity there. Again, like I said, Monday – People when they read the Bible don't don't act like you don't think of things. Your mind is engaged when you're reading because you have to we're, God made us creative beings and so when you read about a green grass pasture you picture some green grass from your brain mm-hmm. that you've experienced at some point in your life. So what Dallas has done with the chosen is tried to put that out there in a way That makes people ponder and think and tries to drive them to the Bible. So I think it's a a good thing, but they've done a good job and Christians have supported it. And I'm really excited and that I saw yesterday, it surpassed Disney, the Disney thing on the most viewed um, apps.
1: That's cool. So
0: you, you had Netflix and one other thing and then the chosen and then Disney. So it was ahead of that, which is great because that means people are responding to it. Mm-hmm. And so, again, just to let people know, if you've watched The Chosen, if you've never watched it, you can get the app for free by going to the App Store. If, you, if you're if you over maybe 65 and you don't know how to do that, get your grandchild to help you. And uh, then you can watch all of Season 1 and Season 2, Episode 1 for free and uh and be exposed to it we're going to have dallas jenkins on thursday tomorrow wow that's tomorrow Yep, he's going to be our guest tomorrow and we're going to talk about what he wants to do and what god has kind of led him to do there and you'll hear some insights from him about filming and everything but it's been a really good way to try to point people to jesus yeah. You know, it's a different way. It's a creative way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, so, and, you know, stories speak to people.
1: So that's a, a good way to to talk to people.
0: Well, the Bible is story, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. And so, um, you know, as j- just to kind of go back to where we are in the text, before we go into next week, the latter part of chapter 4, Acts 4, 13 through 31, this week uh, we're reviewing because the last time we were together about it was about two weeks ago and we covered 13 through 16 on Monday where the disciples had an undeniable witness Peter and John were in the temple they had healed a guy they didn't have any proper training to be teaching in the temple they had healed a man who was uh, lame from birth and they had this undeniable witness to all those who watched what was going on. They had been with Christ. It said they recognized them as having been with Jesus. And then in verses 17 through 22, we saw yesterday that they were uncompromising warriors. They were told not to speak about Jesus of Nazareth. And they said, listen, uh, whether it's right in the sight of God, you must judge. We're willing to take the consequences. We can't, not speak about him. And so they continued to say Jesus of Nazareth is the only way people are saved. And today we're looking at verses 23 through 31 and really what it means to be an unstoppable worshiper, prayer, and an unintimidated worker. And um, these men go from this persecution, the first persecution of the church, And go right into their community and say, let's pray for more boldness. They didn't celebrate that they were bold Mm -hmm. and live on that accomplishments. I think we tend to do that a lot of times when we have a victory, Mm -hmm. we tend to go, okay, we can take our pack off now a little bit. No, they went right into their community. They prayed for more boldness. And the very next verse after they prayed that, it says, God gave them that boldness. And so we're going to look at that Uh, when you come back. I'm going to have you read 23 through 31. And we're going to talk about Rock Kazak Amats. I played that, I think, was it last week? Uh, Two weeks. Two weeks ago. Rak Be strong and courageous in Hebrew. Okay?
1: All right. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, D-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. Uh, you are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. If you been. Build-
0: If you're trying feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life, there's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel
1: low Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was Zach Williams with Chain Breaker Um, I'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening online Uh, We don't do that enough So I wanted to say, you know, wherever you are in the world And you listen online, we'd like to shout you out And thank you for listening And we'd like to also shout out to our listeners listening uh, here locally 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine And 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia We're going to go and give you 30 minutes straight uh, through today Until the end of the hour So I wanted to make sure I get that shout out to you uh, before we're done
0: Yeah, that's a good shout out. Well, um, getting back to acts chapter four, by the way, uh, I, I, I just want to appreciate Carol calling in yesterday again, just encouraging us, uh, because we do focus on the word here. I know, um, with a lot of the political stuff that has happened over the last six months and a year, last year was a very political year cause mm-hmm. it was an election year. um, you know, we, we kind of weighed in more on that stuff than normal, but we are even with that. Oh, our our heart is that the word drives everything. That's one of the first values of SWAT is God's word is our starting point and authority. And and you know, as we teach through Acts and uh, we go through things, if you hear something that you don't understand, or you hear something that you struggle with that you That you don't think is a right interpretation, we want you to call in let's talk about it you know that that's one reason we do this program live every day. Yeah. we do it live so that if you're listening in fact, you know the way they taught in the synagogues and probably even the early church was you would have people read a portion of scripture. And then they would share a little bit of a testimony about how maybe that scripture had impacted them or how they they had tried to apply that in their life or their understanding of that. And then they would have discussion about it. And, and we don't have a lot of forums to do that mm-hmm. uh, where you can just raise your hand and say, can you imagine you're in a, a pretty large-sized church and the pastor's going on and you raise your hand and say, wait, wait, I got a question on it. You can't do that, but you can do that here. If you call in with a question um again we just we would ask that unless it's friday you try to keep it on topic to what we're talking about and today we're in acts 4 uh, 13 through 31 specifically 23 through 30 we're looking at how god calls us to walk through persecution and we said first of all as an undeniable witness that means when we go through persecution People look at us and they say, "Man, there's something different about these people. These people have a different value system than the world, and and they should notice that we've been with Jesus, that we are His, right? And so that was the first thing, verses 13 through 16. That's what they saw in Peter and John. Second is being uncompromising warriors, verses 17 through 22. Uh, They were told not to, and they did not compromise. They recognized they were in a battle. And they said no matter what the cost, we're willing to take the consequences to complete the mission, and that's what we are to be about. And third, now we're in 23 through 30, that as we walk through persecution, we walk through as an unstoppable worshiper and an unstoppable prayer, somebody who when we go through the fire, our first response is to look to the king it's to look to our general. It's to look to the one who's in charge of his forces, right, mm-hmm. and to say, how do you want me to respond to this? Because, you know, there were times when Paul was let out of prison, but there were other times where Paul stayed in the prison. Yeah. And so God is the one ultimately in charge, and we pray and we ask him how he wants us to lead or how he wants to lead us. And so I'm going to have Taylor read 23 through 31, and we're going to look at uh, being an unstoppable worshiper, prayer, and the last thing, verse 31, being an unintimidated worker. Two key words there. Unintimidated means no matter what the enemy throws, you're you're not intimidated to stop doing the work. And the the second word, obviously, is worker. I mean, to be a worker, you got to do the work. Yeah. If you're not working and by working i mean working for the king then are you really in the battle and most people are on the sidelines most people are watching and there's mm-hmm. no room for spectators on the battlefront yeah uh and so uh, read 13 through or i'm sorry 23 through 31 taylor and we'll come back and kind of look at each one of those
1: um, yeah, let me give them the number to call, though, because you oh, mentioned yeah. calling. So call us at 1 844 777 7928. That's 1 844 777 SWAT. Or if you're a little gun shy, you can email us at ask at dot radio.com. Again, that's ask ask at dot com. If that's if you have any questions or uh, join the if you'd like to join the discussion. Uh, now let's get into the word. When they were released, they went to their friends and reported that the chief priests and the elders has oh excuse me what the chief priests and elders had said to them, and when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said to the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth Set themselves, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed, for truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined excuse me to take place and Now, Lord, look upon their hearts and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus and when they had prayed and uh, excuse me when they had prayed the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the holy spirit and continued to speak to the wor- to, whew, speak the word of god with boldness struggled the day
0: on that one that's okay and when they they had prayed the place in which they were gathered was shaken and they 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 were filled, and they continue to speak the word with boldness. So, in verse thirty, they asked for boldness. Verse thirty-one, they were given boldness. That's a quick answer to prayer. Mm-hmm. But what are they praying for? James says you don't have when you ask because you ask with the wrong motives. Yeah, these these men come out of a persecution situation, mm-hmm. and they ask not to be rewarded for that they asked for more boldness to go preach the gospel and they were unstoppable worshipers and prayers and i love the way they start in verse 24 when they came and they they talked to the the uh the believers and they were all together it says they lifted their voices together I don't know if you've ever been around Koreans or people from Asian cultures. A lot of times when churches in other countries pray, they all pray at the same time out loud.
1: Mm. The same prayer or no different prayers. Mm.
0: So you, you might have a room full of 200, 300 people all praying out loud together at the same time. Mm. And it, it really, when it first happens as an American, you're disconcerted because you're like, wait a minute, I, I don't understand that and then you're reminded, wait a minute, I'm not meant to understand that. That's not for me. Yeah. And a lot of times when we pray, we pray to be heard by people. Mm, yeah. True? Mhm. But our prayers are to the most high God. Now, it's one thing if you're leading a group in a prayer, but it's another if they just say, "Okay, everybody lift your voices up to God." And then everybody does in these Asian cultures a lot of times, and they do it, and it's a beautiful thing because do you think God can't hear every voice? Mm, Yeah. Like, if everybody's praying silently, isn't it the same to God, whether it's loud or not? And so it says here they lifted their voices together to God, and they said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and earth, and the sea and everything in them. I like the acronym acts when I pray, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and then supplication. Supplication means to make a request. So before I ever get to the request part, I've already adored God and praised him. I've confessed sin, things that maybe uh, are on my heart that I've I've offended this holy God. Mm-hmm. I thanked him for his mercy in Jesus Christ. And then then after those things have come out of my mouth, then I'm at a place where maybe my, my prayer will be in agreement with God's will and I make a request. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times we start with our request. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We go right with a request, not here. They start with sovereign Lord. And I love that. That's that's You're in charge, acknowledging he's in charge. And then they pray this interesting prayer. They quote scripture. Have you ever prayed scripture? Mm -mm. It's a good habit. It's something Lori got me to do a long time ago. I don't do it all the time, but I still do it at different times. Like the Psalms? Yeah, yeah. Just start praying. He's quoting this psalm in his prayer, Psalm 2. Now, you know what's significant about Psalm 2? Psalm 2. It is a prayer talking about God's view of earthly leaders when they make plans against him. Hmm. Hmm. Now, why would that be significant? What just happened? They were being persecuted. These leaders, earthly leaders, even though they were spiritual earthly leaders, were trying to stop them from doing God's plan, which means ultimately, who are they trying to stop? God. Yeah. And they just talked about, The first part, why did the Gentiles rage? Why did people plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves up and the rulers gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. That's all they said. But God knows the rest. He wrote it, right? Yeah. So if you flip over to Psalm 2, I'm going to read what he says after that. I know it, but I just want to read it for you because they quote that part, acknowledging the rest of it, And in Psalm 2, he says, He who sits in heaven laughs and holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree the Lord said to me, You are my son, today I have begotten you. I mean, that's a messianic psalm right there. Yeah. And and I love that. That's what their prayer is. They're What they are acknowledging there is, God, we know you're in control. And we know you laugh at their plans. Make us bold. That, and that's a great prayer. I mean, sometimes as an exercise, you know, it would be a good exercise to go through and look at all the prayers in the Bible Mm, and look at the pattern that you see there. And, And I mean, it's, it's pretty similar a lot of times to adoration, you know, maybe confession and thanksgiving and, and then a supplication. Yeah. It's, that's a good pattern that you see a lot. And so these men were unstoppable worshiper and prayers. They were not, they they weren't stopped by what these men told them to do. They didn't drive them away from God, but they started with praise. I think back to First Chronicles 29-11. And I'm gonna read a couple of verses real quick because the these are prayers, these are how people prayed in the Bible. And just listen to a couple of these examples. First Chronicles 29-11, when uh David is is praying, and David says Yours O oh Lord this is uh, it, this is when David is um, he's charging Solomon you know to take over and mm. he's praying over things and he's praying in the assembly he says verse 11 yours O oh Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. I mean, he's acknowledging his sovereignty there, right? Yeah, he's he's praising him, saying, "This is all yours." I mean, that's the way we start our prayers. That's you you acknowledge Psalm twenty-two, verse three, says, "You are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you, our fathers trusted; they trusted, and you delivered them. To you, they cried." And they were rescued in you. They trusted and were not put to shame. Again, praising God for His faithfulness to deliver His people. Um, you know, in uh, Jeremiah, one of the prophets, uh, verse uh, chapter ten. Oh, you—you guys probably hear the Blue Angels out oh, there. Yeah, they're going loud. Yeah, yeah they—they've been uh, practicing out there. But Jeremiah chapter ten verse six. There is none like you, O Lord. You are great, and your name is great and might. You see that a lot in prayers in the New Testament. There's none like you. Mm-hmm. There's none like you, God. You are the only one God. So you praise Him, but then you acknowledge your need. You know God God's okay with you acknowledging the needs. I think of David over in Psalm 50. if you look in Psalm 50 verse 15 we're, um, I'm sorry, not David Asaph, Asaph is praying and he says, and call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you and you will glorify me. This is God speaking through Asaph or Psalm 91, which is the soldier, or I call it the Marines prayer. (laughs) Uh, anyway, Psalm 91 and look at verse 14, because he holds fast to me in love. I will deliver him. I will protect him. Because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. You, you, you know, God wants us to, to cry out. Hebrews 13, 6 acknowledges he wants us to cry out. And I think of, um, you know, Romans eight thirty one, where God says through Paul, there's nothing that separates us, nothing separates. Nothing will separate us if God's on our side. Our God wants us to understand that he is sovereign. And because of his sovereignty, we are to be unstoppable worshipers of the Most High God. That is what's different than every other religion in the world, every other leader in the world. I mean, if people follow a particular earthly leader, that leader's going to be gone at some point, mm-hmm. right?
1: yeah
0: our god is forever he's sovereign forever yeah and he we he wants us to be unstoppable worshipers of him if you worship a human it has to stop at some point Mm because he's gone he's limited right yeah god is unlimited and so we see that in these men so as we walk through persecution as an undeniable witness And as an uncompromising warrior, he wants us to walk through it also his unstoppable prayers. Why? Because the enemy wants to stop our prayer and praise. He doesn't want us to worship. And he thinks by bringing persecution into our life, he can stop it. But instead, he just pours gasoline on it for the true believers. The only people he stops are the false believers because they're bolting. I mean, when persecution comes, they're not hanging with it. Yeah. And that's why you see, uh, verse 31, it says they continued to speak the word of God with boldness. They were unintimidated. They were strong Kazak and they were courageous Amots, because they knew like Paul, when, when they are weak, he's strong and they trusted in him. And you know, it's, it's, Interesting, in Deuteronomy 30, war, 31, 6, and 8, Joshua 1, 7, and 9, Moses had to tell Joshua two or three times, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. Why? Because it's intimidating for us to to think about going into that unknown yeah. and, and representing the Most High God. People feel like they're not ready, but this – War cry, Rock Kazak, amatz, is something that was used for Israel a lot. And we kind of, that's what I want our theme to be this summer in our retreat, is Rock Kazak, only be strong, be of good courage, God is with us, because our God is not intimidated. What would happen today if the church was strong and courageous? What would happen today... If we fearlessly proclaim the truth of the gospel, irregardless of consequences, I mean, we didn't care. We we, we weren't conditional in the way we followed God based upon outcome, based upon success, based upon uh, how people um, responded. What would it look like if the church acted like Christ wants the church to act? I think it would look very different than it does in our country right now. Yeah. I mean, you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I think that, um, I just think that, uh, when I see these men, when I see these men and women that were there in the first century, uh, they're just like you and me. They, you know, they, they, they were simple people right. who were given the Holy spirit and they responded. They didn't have all the trappings we have. Mm hmm. But they did have trappings. I mean, they had fears just like we do. Yeah. But they they believed. And I think back to that Baylor coach and what that writer for ESPN said. He really believes what he says. And that's what it boils down to. Do we really believe that Christ is risen? Do we really believe that he gives us power to live for him? Do we really believe that it's the most important message in the history of the world? If so, what does it look like in our life? Yeah. You know, hmm.
1: um, you know, you just, I don't know that I, that's really good. Uh, I think for us to think about um, especially, you know, just kind of with what we've been uh, talking about over the past really few weeks, um, which is this obviously, but, and then in context of what's been going on and, and i think it's a good reminder for people uh, and i know it is for me and i really like you know how you're talking about uh praying and uh praying the words of uh the bible and i have you know i've been thinking a lot lately about um you know my faith and you know why is it there's a feeling of wanting to do um and how the bible talks about doing right and just okay so what more can i do And how can I live, live it out even more? And, you know, looking at a bunch of different stuff and reading a bunch of different stuff about how people have done it in the past. Uh, and so, you know, you, you're talking about that has been jiving with a lot of the stuff that's been going on in my head. So,
0: well, just remember one of the things about doing is doing flows out of being. Yeah. Yeah. Not the other way around. Yeah. Doing doesn't lead to being right. Being leads to doing. And so, remembering who we are in christ and that he the reason we do is because of who we are yeah we're his mm-hmm. if we recognize that we're his and we realize what he's done for us it's like uh, carol's carol was so sweet yesterday and and saying i've been i've been a warrior for 40 years you know uh, she's she does that not to earn anything but, but she does that because of what he's done. Yeah. And I think that. Do you, do you ahead. think
1: though that like discipline in the life of a Christian is something that, uh, is applicable cause you know, that is who you are. And so you do, but then there is the, you have to discipline yourself and, you know, discipline your flesh, I guess, to not let it get in the way. Like, I guess so that's what I've been thinking of, um, you know, praying at specific times throughout the day, kind of, um, I, you know, I think like the Catholics called that like the liturgy of the hours or something. Yeah. Um, been, you know, so just thinking about that that and that that's a discipline thing, you know what I mean? But it's also a doing thing, but it flows out of a, of a desire to be closer to God. You know what I mean? So I just, I'm just talking, thinking about the discipline uh, aspect of faith and how we can make that um, more
0: real in our lives. Well, here's the thing. If, If you don't plan things in your day, how often do you do them? Mm -hmm. Not very often. So my plan is every morning to get up and spend some time with God praying and in his word. Right. That's a plan. That's part of my plan. Like when I plan my morning and I set my alarm, I build that in. Mm -hmm. If it's not planned,
1: it's not going to happen. It's
0: not going to happen. Yeah. Plan time every day. If it's the morning, do it in the morning. I like the morning. I think that's the best time. But maybe you like doing yours in the evening or lunch, whenever. But make time on your planning every day to be with God, to be in the word, and to allow him to speak to you through that word. That's how God speaks to his people.
1: Do you, uh, do you fast? Do you like plan fasts or anything like that as well? Like every so often. The, the
0: fasting, listen, here's the thing. And I've taught on fasting before. If you want to hear it, you can go back to our podcast and listen, just type in fasting, fasting. This is the best analogy I know is prayer is the motorcycle. Mm -hmm. Fasting is the sidecar. Mm. Fasting was always associated with prayer. Mm hmm. And it, it's not a magic thing that you do in order to get something, but it is such an intensity of prayer that you, you feel a need to focus totally on communing with God, not worrying about eating, mm-hmm. either because of grief, because of concern, or because of a national call to be devoted to prayer so much that you're going to set aside eating or something to focus on that prayer. That's what fasting is.
1: Oh, I just was thinking about using that as a tool for discipline, and I didn't know if that was uh, you know, found in, in the past at all.
0: I just don't. In the Bible, it's not like a pre-planned thing.
1: Right, okay.
0: So it's always spontaneous.
1: All right. Well, that's all the time we've got for today. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. Um, And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. We are going to have the creator of The Chosen on. So tune in tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATRadio.com.